What's good, everybody? Welcome into the Early Edge MMA style. That's right. If there is a card in any of the organizations, we're going to be here for you every single week. We do it this week, PFL and UFC. This is your sports betting show of record powered by the almighty sports line. We've got a lot to get to. So let's bring in the star of the show. The Duck Army is strong. Ian Parker. Hello, coach. Let's do it, baby. We got PFL. We got UFC. We got a nice little MMA weekend. I'm ready to rock. Let's do it. Now, of course, me and Ian are the betting gurus for the PFL live on ESPN. This is week number three of the playoffs. It's the featherweights. It's the light heavyweights live from Hollywood, Florida. 10 p.m. Eastern is the main card on Friday, but we have plays all throughout the night. So follow us on social media as always. So let's start with the PFL before we get to the UFC. And I've got a little featherweight matchup, Bobby Moffitt and Jason Knight. Let's start there. What do you like? Well, just to let everyone know, this is they are not part of the playoffs, but they're on the prelims. I love Jason Moffitt in this play. Go back to his last performance against Bubba Jenkins. Jenkins, who was the favorite to win in his weight class, struggled against Moffitt at the end of the second and in late in the third round. Moffitt is an excellent submission fighter with solid stand and great cardio. Fighting a guy in Jason Knight, whose last two fights have beaten guys who are 30 and 42 and 12 and 17. He has not fought someone like Moffat in a really long time. I like Moffat for the win. It's finding these holes. It's finding these not playoff fights because there's a full prelim card on ESPN plus before we get to the main card. All right, let's go to light heavyweights on the main card. Antonio Carlos Jr. Taking on Emiliano Sorti. What do you like here? Antonio Carlos Jr., one of the best nicknames in MMA, shoe face. Look, he's fighting the defending champion, Sorty. We have seen a lot of holes in Sorty's game this season for the PFL. His striking, we know it's there. His cardio has been lacking, and he's been getting put on his back way too easily, getting into too many compromising positions and losing scrambles against one of the best Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belts in the world in Carlos Jr. Not a good idea. Also, Jr.'s striking has been so much better, and his cardio is absolutely there. Expect him to be the defending champion. Champion, I think it's a steal at minus 170. Two wins, two wins to a million dollars. That's what they are facing this Friday night. Now let's go to the featherweights on that same card. Again, this is the, the two uh, uh, featherweights and light heavyweights of the two divisions fighting on Friday night. Let's go Bubba Jenkins and let's go Chris Wade. What do you like here? I like Bubba Jenkins, but I'm going to start with explaining why with on Chris Wade's side. In the first fight, Chris Wade struggled against Anthony Didsey and won by a split decision that a lot of people didn't think that he won. He got out-wrestled, out-scrambled, out-everything. In his second fight, he was also losing until he landed that ridiculous head kick, which got him his first TKO, I believe, of his entire career. Bubba Jenkins came out as a huge underdog against Lance Palmer, the two-time defending champion, out-struck him, out-wrestled him, everything. In his second fight against Bobby Moffitt, I think he got a little little too confident, won the first two rounds. The third one, he did put himself in some dangerous situations. He got out against Chris Wade. He's going to take the fight to Wade. I think he's just going to put Wade on his back and hold him there. Bubba Jenkins is going to win and move on to the finals. All right. Let's show that recap very quickly. We got three plays from PFL. I believe it's PFL nine is what it would be on the season. It's amazing. It's been that many nights. We're going to go Moffat, Carlos Jr. And Jenkins all straight. And for those of you who are new to our show or what we believe minus 200 is our baseline. Anything above that we like to put into a parlay, anything below that we feel like we can bet it straight, very different than betting a, uh, a main sport like the NFL or the NBA. All right, let's switch gears now. Back to the UFC. Saturday night, back at the Apex, 10 p.m. Eastern is the main card. Uh, and we've got several straight plays. But I want to start. I want to start with our Parker's parlay of the night. 
Give me three names that you found that you say, you know, let's wrap them all together and give me a nice little number. What do you got? Yeah, you know what? We have some some favorites here that we just need to get some value out of them. So we're going to start off with JJ Aldrich. She is fighting someone who is six and three. She is coming off a great win over Courtney Casey, and I just believe she gets the win there. To me, there there shouldn't really be a problem unless she put gets put on her back. But also the better submission fighter. I also like Alessio De Chirico Shir- against uh, Al Zakhak Razan. I'm sorry, I'm making sure I pronounced that correctly. That really, really butchered that. One. I apologize. That was rough. It's the Chirico. I wrote it out. I'm trying to pronounce it correctly. My bad. He will be the better striker here. Al-Razak Hassan. This is really a tongue twist between the both guys. It's unbelievable. He was out for a really long time. His last few fights, he has shown if he doesn't land that power shot, he gasses. And he just doesn't have it anymore. The Kiriko is the win right there. Last but not least, Martinez over Guido Gennetti. Uh, listen, Martinez is an excellent striker. He keeps his fight on the feet. He gets it done at plus 145. That's how you take advantage of these favorites. And we're going to get the win here, coach. Speaking of gassing out, are you okay? They're kind of trying to catch your breath a little bit. You know what? I'm just, I'm fired up for this weekend. And sometimes if you go faster during these name pronunciations, they sound the same. So that's how I was going. I'm going to teach you my little secret that I've been doing for years since I started on sports and I'll teach you that. All right, let's get to our straight, straight picks for the show. All right, let's go to the featherweights first. Jamal Emmers, uh, minus 150 favorite over Pat Sabatini. What do you like here? Look, Sabatini's no joke. Good wrestler, good striker, but Emmers is just a different type of athlete here. you know, I think unless he gets caught, which Sabatini's not a TKO guy we saw in his last fight, he really just grinded it out against Tristan Connolly. I just think Emmers is going to be stronger, faster, and he will not be able to be out grappled. Give me Emmers at minus 150. There's something to that. When you know the other side, you're not in fear of being knocked out, that it really kind of changes the mentality of that particular fight. That's a great nugget by you there. All right, let's move on to light heavyweights. Dustin Jacoby, a minus 175 favorite over Darren Stewart. Give it to me. This is a real intriguing fight. Someone in Darren, Darren Stewart was having a lot of success against Eric Anders until he got put on his back and until he got tired. Dustin Jacoby does not get tired. He's going to be the elite striker of the two. If he does get put on his back, Stewart is not a guy that really advances at out of position. So expect Jacoby to really get against the cage, stand back up and keep this fight standing in which he has the advantage. I like Jacoby here, especially at this weight. Stewart should go back to 185. Looks like he's staying at this weight class. I think there's going to be a size disadvantage as well. I'm all over Dustin Jacoby here. Oh, I love that. I love those reasons. 175 almost feels like, as you like to say, like a steal. All right, let's go to the Bantamweights, the the, the little guys, the, the ones that are fast. I love watching this weight class. Ricky Tercios, plus 140 underdog against Brady Hastings. What do you like here? Yeah, so the finals right now of the uh, Ultimate Fighter series, I like Ricky Tercios here. There's something about this fighter that you see in prospects that you know is going to have a level of success. Now, I don't know if I'm going to see a former champion in him, but I do see a guy who I believe will reach the top, let's say, 15 in the next year and a half. He's really coming into his own as the season progressed. His striking is there. He's got a hell of a chin. Cardio is going to be the biggest thing here and keeping this fight standing the type of pressure and pace that he puts on his opponents is going to be a problem. We're going to go with Tercios to win this the season for the ultimate fighter. Oh, I love the ultimate fighter. It's been on ESPN plus the, I, I feel like it's kind of been hidden a little bit because it was on ESPN plus. Not a lot of people are talking <laughs> about it, but it's one of my favorite shows ever, 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 ever. All right. Muradov. I just see his name on my show. Muradov. What can I do with that name? Well, coach, we are going to give 
Murdov, what we're going to, I think we should label this. It's called the Kayla Harrison treatment. All right. Okay. We're going to do it where this fight, he's minus 600 and change. It's probably going to go higher against Gerald Mearshart. Look, Mearshart's a guy that gets put against all these prospect, international prospects that are absolute killers. Then they give him someone that he could submit and then he gets fed to the wolves again. Well, this is happening here. Murdov is an excellent fighter, very strong, great striking. He's good on the ground. This fight is not, we're going to shrink it down. We're going to go with a prop. We're going to say that Murdov wins by their TKO, KO submission. Doesn't matter as long as it's inside the distance and minus 190. So from minus six, I believe 75 to minus 190, he's the biggest favorite on the card. And that's where the value is going to be. That's all he has to do is win inside of the distance. That's it. Make sure you find that at your book. It doesn't matter. How he wins, just that he finishes and it doesn't go the distance. All right. right. We always make you make a pick on the main event. This week, it's Shikatse and Barbosa. Should be high, high, (laughs) high level MMA. What do you like? I really wanted to send an email to the UFC and ask if this could just be a calf kick fight because <laughs> I just, the, these are two guys that are real life ninjas. This is really exciting. And I think this is probably one of the most mirrored style fight matchups I've seen in a very long time. You're looking at a guy in Barboza who's not very old, but same style against a younger version of, I want to say himself, Giga Jikazi for him right now, this is an opportunity to show the world that not only is he a high level prospect, but he could skip the line and take over Barboza's rank by beating someone in Barboza who's fought almost everybody at 155. Now at 145, I believe that when Barboza is pressured, we saw it against Justin Gaethje. That is where he falls. That's where he has a lot of trouble. If he leads the dance, if he gets his kicks off early, that's where he kind of takes the fight into the second, third round and really does damage. Jakazi, though, is a pressure fighter. You saw it against Cub Swanson. He really goes for it. Now, he has won some fights by decision, but that was also earlier on in the career when he was just kind of getting his rhythm. This guy's as confident as ever. He is extremely talented. This is not an easy fight to cap. I will tell you straight up, this is going to be one of the harder fights you're going to see in a long time between the styles, but we're going to go with the prospect here. I just think Chikazi is going to be the faster striker. I think he actually carries more power in his hands, not his feet, his hands. We've seen Barboza get dropped by guys with lesser striking. We're going to go with the underdog here in Jiza Chikaze. Listen to what Ian just said right there. I don't want to get any tweets on Saturday night if this doesn't go this way. Go, I bet my entire bankroll on Chikaze. Listen to what you just said. Be very, very careful. Maybe just a little sprinkle, half unit, quarter unit, something like that. In these very, very tight fights, you can't get too crazy. Now, another thing we always teach is if you're winning throughout the night, sometimes it's fun. If you're playing with house money by the end of the night, then you throw something on there a little bit more. But let it play out. Let it play out. Be patient. Patient. All right. Let's throw that up. For the UFC. That is the recap, and it looks absolutely glorious. We're going to go Martinez Alders, the Turkio, plus 145 for that three way parlay. Then Amherst, Jacoby, Tercios, Muradov inside the distance, and Chikatse in that main event. That's a lot of straight picks, but we do it for you for our best bets. Remember, we're here every single week, and you have got your marching orders. Let's take all of these MMA tickets straight. To the pay window, PFL Friday night, UFC Saturday night, for Ian Parker and the entire Duck Army, for the jeweler who puts it all together here at the brand. I am the coach. We grind and we grind for you. This is the Early Edge. Good luck.